Thank you, Alex. Good morning again and happy Sabbath and happy new year. God was faithful. He was with us in 2021. And my prayer and my, my confidence is that God will lead us on. And if we keep trusting in, in him and keeping our eyes on Jesus, it will be all right. Amen? It will be all right. If you were asked to share your life story in six words, would you be able to? Have you ever thought about doing that? A few years ago, there was this trend of six-word expressions and statements that would, in concise shape, would just present your life or your life creed or your life summary. Do you want to hear some examples of that? Okay, uh, here's one. Never really finished anything except cake. That's one. Life story. Listen to this one. Made a mess, found God's grace. You like it? Beautiful. This is the most recent one. This year, talking about 2021, because it's not been so long in 2022. This year, we stopped saying inconceivable. 2021. This year, we stopped saying inconceivable or impossible. Isn't that true? How about this one from Apostle John? Coming from the scripture. We are called the children of God. Do you like this one? Congratulations, Lindy, Elisa. When we believe in him, accept him, we become children of God. And baptism is spiritual adoption into the family of God. So what thoughts are going through your mind when 2021 becomes 2022? Any New Year's resolutions? I'm not asking you to raise your hand. My son Danny asked me, Dad, do you have New Year's resolution? I'm like, nope. <laughs> I tried it before, I said to Danny, I tried it before. So, um, I have to confess, no New Year's resolutions basically, but I have some questions. Questions I ask myself, and I, I hope you do too. On the threshold of New Year, I hope you're asking questions, bigger questions. Why are we here? What is the purpose of my life? So I entitled this study, God's Goal for You in 2022. Even bigger question, right? What is God's purpose for my life in 2022? The first scripture I'd like to share is coming from Psalms 90, verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. 
So I went to the original to find out what this word number actually means. What do you mean, God? Teach us to number our days. This is the prayer. If we want to learn to number something, we learn it in school. It's not a rocket science to know that after 2021 comes what? 2022, and there are 365 days in a year. What do you mean, Lord? Number. Learn to number your days. So I went to the original, and the, the meaning of the word number has more than just numbering. This word means to assign meaning and to appoint someone. Huh. So the Lord is basically saying to you and me, I want you to fill your days with meaning. I want you to know why you are here. I want you to assign meaning for each day of your life. So Lord, what we need to know, how do we figure this thing out? What is your goal for me in 2022? What is your purpose? But then when we know how to assign meaning to our days, then we may gain, so we may gain a heart of wisdom. What is God's purpose? for you and me in 2022. We need to go back to the Garden of Eden. Remember when Jesus was asked questions, he would go back to the beginning and he would say, he would say in the beginning it was this way. The Garden of Eden. The word Eden in original means pleasure. It was the garden of happiness. It was the garden of harmony. It was the garden where everyone was at peace. And it was good. And it was wonderful. That's why, that's why it was called the Garden of Eden. So what happened after the fall? We were leaning towards God. As the Bible says that we were created upright. I believe it's in Ecclesiastes 7.29. It says, Behold, this only have I found, that God made man, how? Upright. Now, the word upright does not mean vertical, okay? <laughs> the word upright in this, in this particular case means righteous. In, 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 in in, in the right relationship to God, to fellow man, God was created in the, I mean, man was created in the image of God and was created upright, which means righteous. All our systems were working together to worship God and to follow Him. And that was the secret of harmony and happiness. What happened when we when experienced the fall? It says, but they, does this they include you and me? It does. <laughs> Sought out many inventions. In other words, we went looking for trouble, right? It's like a train that, that gets off the rails. Can you imagine a big train that has destination, has engineering, has everything designed to be uh, taking your 
passenger or your cargo from point A to point B, it comes off the rails. Think about planet that is going on the certain orbit that God assigned to that planet, and it goes off that orbit. This is what happened to us. We not only came off the rails, but we lost our GPS. The mechanisms that God built in for us to be guiding us in the right way, to be upright in terms of righteous, we, Bible says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So we lost our GPS, but through whatever is left, now listen to me, whatever is left in there, God tries to tell us the directions. He wants to communicate with us, right? He wants to bring us back. And what does Satan do? He tries to drown that voice and tries to bring deceptions in terms of, okay, this direction would be best for you, this direction would be most wonderful for you, and if you go this direction, you will be better than anybody else. Those are the lies of the Satan. So he tries to drown God's voice that tries to tell us, this is the way, walk ye in it. I remember growing up, my father had a, an old-fashioned radio with tubes in it. I, I love to look at the back of the radio because they were glowing all the time. The tubes. You know what, what I'm talking about? Anyone? Oh, you don't want to admit. Okay. Um, <laughs> tubes in the radio glowing. And my father sitting and he's turning the dial. He wants to catch the voice of America in Ukrainian. The voice of America. AM stations that would communicate all kinds of news around the world, Middle East, anything, uh, which you won't be getting otherwise. Why is he sitting by that dial day and night? Wouldn't he be able just to put it on the right frequency and do his own work? No, because um, it's going like this. <laughs> and I'm like, what is he doing? So when I grew up and we were traveling through Kiev, they told me, look at that hill. You see those towers? Those towers were built to drown the voice of America frequency. So they were inventing special frequencies that would be exactly the same frequencies so that nobody could hear. And so my father was trying to, to find that spot, and then it would go off and on. And Okay, you got the message. This is what is happening to us. God wants to communicate to us something that would bring us back to that Eden experience. But there is enemy that is trying to drown God's voice and instead he is giving all of this noise after noise after noise. Now, so what is our life? Lives? What are they like? While we are lost, we are derailed, trying to find our way, we find intermediate goals to keep ourselves busy with. And I'm not saying that those goals are bad. We need to get education, we need to get the job, right? So we, keep, we stay busy. 
And those are good things. In fact, they may be even therapeutic, helping us to manage life and even to survive. There is a true story that comes from the old city of Leningrad during World War II. You may have heard or read about the siege of Leningrad. It was the longest, most severe, and deadliest siege in history. 900 days in a row. People were dying from hunger. There were things happening that I wouldn't want to describe here, but there is a true story about this little girl. When they were able to start evacuating, they were starting to, to um, prioritize, and kids, they wanted to save as many kids as they could because they were so malnourished and, and dying from hunger. So <clears throat> this girl, her name is Lena. She was evacuated and placed in the in a facility where they would feed these this kids and trying to help them to survive because they were so, so weak. <clears throat> but this little girl, Lena, she wouldn't eat. She was so weak. She lost all of her family. She forgot her last name. She didn't remember even the names of, of her family. And they were seeing that, they, they saw that she was about to die too. She wouldn't make it. She, she was so anemic and weak and she couldn't even be motivated to eat. And janitor noticed her and he, did, he, he thought of something that he would do for this girl. He took a dirty towel, he wrapped it in the a, in a, in a shape of a doll and he, he took a marker, and he made eyes and, and mouth and, and, and a nose, and, and he handed this towel to this little girl. He said, look, this is your baby. You need to feed this baby. Now you're a mom. You're responsible for this baby. Now you have to, to make sure that you, you have a warm place for this baby to sleep. You make sure that she eats all her meals. Because you're responsible now. It's a true story. That raggy doll helped this girl, Lena, to survive. Because now she carried the little girl everywhere. Now she had a purpose. Now she had something to do. She had responsibility. And she would bring the spoon to her mouth. And she would try to, to keep her warm. And she would never part with this little, do little raggy doll. Rag doll. She survived. Because she could not afford to die, someone needed her. She grew up and went to school and became a nurse, continuing to feed and to, to take care of the people. So we have, we have tasks that keep us going. We need to finish with schooling, and we need to create family and find work and build the house and... Uh, and do things for our family and for our kids, and we are busy, we are busy, we are busy. So we build the house, we succeed in our work. My question is, what is next? Okay, you want to do this and this and this, and like you accomplish that, what is next? Okay, you have this bigger dream. dream. 
and you reach that point. But what is next? See, Solomon, he had all kinds of goals, and he had knowledge and wisdom. It says, I undertook great projects. I built houses for myself and planted vineyards. I made gardens and parks and planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made reservoirs to water groves of flourishing trees. And in the end of the chapter, he says, I was greater than anyone before me. Okay, Solomon, what's next? What do we find was next in Solomon's life? Shouldn't he be the happiest person in the world because he was able to accomplish all of these intermediate goals and tasks? He was successful. He was staying busy. He was doing all right. But what is he doing after he reached the top, so to speak? We find an old and very depressed king. Can you say amen to that? Very depressed king. You read Ecclesiastes and... The theme of Ecclesiastes is all vanity, right? All mean, everything is meaningless, correct, thank you. All is vanity. There was a couple, nice people. They didn't really argue with each other. And they filed for divorce. Around 65, they filed for divorce. Well, the process was quite easy. Because like I said, they didn't argue. They hired the lawyer, and the lawyer divided their estate. Everything went smooth. Not much arguments, not much fighting, not, not even bitterness. After the court was over, the guy who was part of the process He invited the lawyer, like, oh, let's stop at the cafe and uh, have the cup of tea and just, just sit for a minute. And so as they were sitting in that little restaurant, the lawyer says, so well, what, really, well, what happened? Why are you guys just divorced? Well, the man says, let me tell you my story. We were a quite successful family. We both had education. We got married, we had kids. We worked hard on getting our kids schooling and everything. We did our best for them. We built ourselves a beautiful home. When our kids got married and moved out and there was nothing else to do, it was just two of us in a big house. And we didn't know how to talk to each other. We were two strangers under one roof. Because we were always busy working on something. We were always busy in a survival mode. In a mode of, okay, we're going to gain this victory. We're going to gain this victory. We're going to be successful here. We're going to be successful here. But we didn't get to know each other. We were just two strangers under one roof. So when everything was accomplished that we dreamed about, 
we sat in front of each other looking at each other as two strangers. We didn't know what to do with the rest of our life. There was no purpose left in our relationship. There was no, no meaning left for us even to be together. Wow. So when everything is said and done, let me ask you this question. What is the meaning of your life? What is the purpose? Why you are here? And these are the questions that I ask myself when years go by. And they seem to go by faster and faster. Wouldn't you agree? I'd like to suggest to you that if you don't have an answer to this question, you may end up in deep depression. You may be very disappointed in life. Or you will find God. The lost GPS. The way, the truth, and the life. What is God's goal for me and for you in 2022? I find an answer in Scripture in Acts chapter 17, verses 26 and 27. He, talking about God, Paul is preaching. He says that God marked out their appointed times in history, meaning years, days, months, and the boundaries of their lands. We are spokenites, right? Most of us, at least, here. He determined. He pre-planned, in a way. And God did this. Why? So they would seek Him. And perhaps reach out for Him and do what? Find Him. I love it. Though He is not far from any one of us. Why do we have days? Why do we have months? Why do we have years? What's the purpose of our lives? So we may find God. This is God's goal for you in 2022 if you haven't done so. I'm so happy and proud of our little uh, baptism. I say little because two people compared to 444 people is little, but it's big. It's a beautiful beginning. It's a beautiful celebration. This is the goal. Because when you find him, really find him, and you will tune your GPS to him as primary guide for your life, everything else will fall in place. And it wouldn't matter if you are successful in one area or another. It wouldn't even matter what plans you accomplished and what plans fell through? Because you will have the most important and the most determining factor in your life, God in the center of your life. You will find meaning because you were created to live for him. We, we all were created for him. We will never find satisfaction unless we find God. Let me ask you this question. Did you find him?
I remember a turning point in my life when I, I found out for myself that I want to turn my life over to God. And it was such a sweet feeling in my heart. I was 16 years old. I was 16. Got my motorcycle license. <laughs> Parents, be careful out there. My father was so kind to me. He, he said, okay, you want to get a motorcycle license? Go and get a motorcycle license. You want to use my motorcycle? You can use my motorcycle. But his motorcycle was like for old people. He, <laughs> I mean, it had a sidecar. Who, who wants the sidecar? Right? So I said, Dad, can I take off the sidecar? I don't need it. He's like, well, you need to be more careful. I'm like, sure, I'll be more careful. No, I'm not, I'm not leading you into any kind of an accident. Uh, you, you might think, okay, this story is going to be really bad. No, it's not going to be bad. In fact, I was 16, and it was March in Ukraine. March was still cold. Sometimes we would still have snow somewhere. It was March, but I got my motorcycle license in February. As soon as I got my birthday, right a week after birthday or so, I got my motorcycle license. That was so important for me. And in March, I want to go on a trip, a long trip. My cousin served in the army, ah, approximately close to 200 miles from where I live. And I need to be there at 8 o'clock in the morning. So if he doesn't go to work, I can spend day with him. So I left at 3 o'clock a.m. in March on the motorcycle, four layers. I had four layers, I don't know how many pants I had, like three or four pants, so I stay warm. And I get on the road. Nobody else on the road, no motorcycles, period. Anyway, the sky was so beautiful. And the song came to my mind. A Ukrainian song about the great God who is in charge of all the stars. And he remembers me too. And just being in that setting night cold shiny stars i'm riding motorcycle and i'm singing the song and i felt connected with god i felt that god is real and i felt that he cares for me and at that time i thought there is nothing better than this i want to give my life to jesus I want him to be my GPS. I want him to be my guide. I want him to be my master and Lord. No, I didn't pull over. I didn't make any special prayer. But it was the experience that I, I look back today. And at that point, I surrendered my life to Jesus. I surrendered my life to Jesus. I don't know what was your experience, so maybe you didn't have such an experience yet. But the goal that God has for you in 2022, that you would seek Him, and that you would reach out and find Him. I could say amen here. Can you say amen? amen. This is what God wants for you and me. Because when you find him, and you will surrender your life to him, we don't know what the future is going to bring. We don't know what 2022 will bring, but it's going to be all right. 
since your life will be hidden in Him and your relationship with God will continue to grow. will continue to grow. It says in, in John 17, 3, when Jesus prays, He says, and this is eternal life, that they know you. Now, the word know in Hebrew is yada. That word basically describes intimacy. So what Jesus is saying here that what you need in 2022 is the most intimate relationship with God. It's not necessarily looking like you're in church and you're visiting a Bible study. It's when you are alone with God in, your, in the silence of your heart, you say, Lord, I am committing my life to you. It's an intimate relationship. It's a personal relationship. It's, it's something that no one else can do for you. And I pray and my desire is for those who were baptized today that you would live in that friendship every day of your life. Because in essence, Jesus says, this is what eternal life is all about. When we get back on the right track, when we come back to Jesus and make him central in, in our lives. And then God's goal for you and me is the same as he had for all people in all ages. That we would continue to trust in him. Amen? Because knowing Jesus means to trust him, trust him every day. What if husband were, were to tell his wife that he would be totally committed to her one day a week? I'm going to be totally committed to you, Natasha, one day a week. Eh, the, the rest, you know. <laughs> would she be happy? I am going to be committed. I mean, one day a week, isn't that not enough? What is God's plan for you in 2022? is to live for Jesus and to live for God and build all your life around that one commitment and one desire to love the Lord and to follow Him. Then obedience to Him will be joy. Look, my friend, God's goal for you in 2022 is the same as He had for Joseph. To be faithful to Him regardless of, of circumstances. God's goal for you in 2022 is the same as He had for Daniel, who happens to be in a different society. They have different values. But Daniel determined in his heart to worship and serve the God of heaven. We don't know how the world will change in 2022, but God's will for you and me is that we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and stay true to Him. This is God's goal. He expects from us nothing else that He expected from Esther. She wanted to serve the mission of God's people, and she wanted to risk her own life that her people would succeed and be saved. God's goal for you that you would love your church and that you would commit your life to, to serve the Lord with whatever you have. This is God's goal, to serve Him and follow Him. 
God's goal for you is the same as, the, as his goal for Philip, the deacon of God's church. That you would be willing to serve even on the empty road where no one will see your work. Didn't God say to Philip, you go on the empty road? Could Philip say, Lord, did you really think about it? <laughs> I mean, what's the point of me being on the empty road? Is God calling you to serve on the empty road? God's goal for you to be faithful where he calls you to serve. It's the people that make Jesus first, last, and best are the happiest people in the world. Can you say amen to that? Especially in the times like we are living right now. So how about this six-word memoir? I am not an accident. I am his child. You like it? I chose my six-word memoir for the new year. My life is hidden in God. My life is hidden in God. He is the one who knows everything. And I trust him. What is your six-word sentence? In closing, I want to challenge you to commit your life to Jesus and press forward, trusting in Him. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting that what lies behind and straining toward what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Would you have the same commitment with me? I pray that the Lord will help you to seek and find him every day and recommit your life to him. Amen. I'd like to invite Lindy and Elisa come up here real quick um, and we will invite 